Turns out, TAMP is a word. Locked on Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, and welcome back into Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me, Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, we're still talking football scrimmage, but I do owe you an apology. I made fun of you for the word tamp. Tamp is a word. It does mean to, like, pack something down, which I guess you could use in terms of expectations. Um, and, um, you know, hey. I don't think I've ever I'm used it. I don't think I'd ever used it before. I mean, I, after I'm almost, you have not used it in my presence because I would have been fun of you then. Right. Yeah. Uh, I didn't I wasn't even for sure it was a word. Sometimes I make up words and I think everybody knows what I'm talking about or I think everybody knows. And it's literally a made up word. But sometimes you can make up things that just sound right. Like, for instance, Hugh Freeze has improved the Auburn passing attack. That sounds right. It's apparently not. They completed five passes today. And we will talk about that. I am going to start off with a story. And before you get mad, it's Easter or about to be, and I can do what I want to. And this is kind of funny, and it's about words. Uh, my wife uh, and her brother, who I went to high school with, and her brother is brilliant. And he's a lawyer, and he's super dude. She's smart, too. She owns her own company. Everything's great. But when they were growing up, they all pronounced Parmesan cheese Parmesan. And they did that because that's how their mother said Parmesan all the time. So every time they had spaghetti and they had that crappy white crumpled up, uh, crumpled up is not a word, craft uh, well, uh, Parmesan cheese. If you tamp it down, it crumples up. <laughs> Correct. But so they always say pass the Parmesan, pass the Parmesan. Well, they both go off to college. They're a year apart. They both go off to college. And then one day at Christmas, they're sitting around and they're having a meal that requires parmesan cheese and my wife who i didn't know at the time looks at uh, her brother and says hey has anybody ever made fun of you for the way we pronounce parmesan and he was like yeah everybody because apparently we're wrong 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 it's, par it's uh parmesan and i'm talking about like now i can't get parmesan out of my head i it's prefer it I, I prefer it. I actually prefer it myself. Um, and I love Parmesan. But, Jimmy, football-wise, anything else you learned from the scrimmage uh, from yesterday? Well, I mean, we got a few more details that uh, Clint Lamb put in his uh, Bam Insider uh, story. Everybody should read that, you know, the what we learned from the scrimmage uh, piece that Clint Lamb put up at Bam Insider. Uh, I think the main – it's something to get excited about. We, we really referenced it on the show yesterday, but, but to reiterate, we should be excited that the offense played as well as it did, where Nick Saban himself said, hey, Benson was good. Brooks is good. Burton's good. Bond is good. All four of those B guys. Uh, Saban mentioned them all as doing well, confirmed in the scrimmage report. And then at running back, where Justice Haynes had a nice run, apparently against first-team defense and other nice runs in the game. We already knew Jace McClellan was good. That's not a surprise. We know Jam Miller is a good player. So, and, and he apparently had a nice day. And, and thankfully, the quarterbacks, both of them, Ty Simpson and Jalen Milrow, both had good days. 
and this is something to be celebrated. It's definitely good news. Now, the, the, the converse of that is, well, what about the defense? Well, before we panic about the defense, let's remember five first-team guys were out. Five, a Boygby, Dallas Turner, Chris Braswell, Deontay Lawson, and Kool-Aid McKinstry, none of whom were participating. And it has a, a, a domino effect. When five guys are off the first team, they have to be replaced with five guys from the second team. Even worse, third team, then move up to the second team. And the first team offense plays against those guys. So the first team offense was really playing against a, a, a collection of twos and threes when they put up these numbers. So let's not get, get too carried away. Uh, and you never can with a practice. But I, I think overall it's really promising, particularly when you juxtapose it, Luke, with Auburn's spring game where – you know, I'm not sure of the format that they used at all in terms of how was it ones against ones, or I, I don't know. But what I do know is Auburn only completed five passes all day. Now, I haven't seen the whole numbers. Maybe they were five of five, but I don't think so. <laughs> I think they really struggled to complete passes. And it's going to be really interesting to see what Auburn does in relation to the portal. There's a short portal window. It's coming up. We haven't talked about this enough, Luke. April 15th. Isn't that like for it's next Saturday, next Saturday, one week from today, the football portal opens again and there's probably going to be another flood of players and, and, and Alabama needs some room, frankly, for all those like can't wait to see you Alabama signs out of the portal. Honestly, if you, there's over 85 right now. So, you know, a couple of Alabama guys kind of need to go on the portal and it's expected. It's expected. Uh, I, I don't have names, but but it's expected that there would be a couple of Alabama guys enter the portal. And will there be enough so that you can uh, actually sign a guy or two out of the portal? I, I wouldn't rule that out for Alabama. I, I also don't think it's a lock stock of like, oh, Alabama's definitely signing guys out of the portal. I, I don't think it's definite. I just think it's possible. And the who might be more important than the actual position. Oh man! Yesterday you didn't mute. I had a one-day streak of not of not muting myself, and in fact, somebody texted us and said, "Hey, Luke didn't mute his still himself. He's showing us it's not a stick." And then I muted myself on this very next day. Hush, Tato. I've got a dog here, like our dog. It's a Morky Poo. Um, I it chews its own fur constantly because she has anxiety, and she, uh, I mean it's. Jimmy, I can't – and anyway, and then she gets all tough when I'm sitting on the couch with her. Like, if a car passes by, she's like, ruff, ruff. and I'm like, you would literally go hide under the nearest bed possible. <laughs> physically fit under. Stop acting like you're tough. You've chewed off your own fur because you're so anxious and depressed. Stop acting tough. Um, anyway, yeah, I, 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 so I muted myself again. Anyway, let me tell everybody <laughs> – let me just – Go to FanDuel. I mean, that's the best way to go with this. Let's just talk about FanDuel for a second. It's the best. You know, we love FanDuel. NBA playoffs are essentially here now. It's the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because new customers get that no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet don't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. You can bet on everything from the money line to point scores to threes, drain, whatever you want. Spread, money line total, points, rebounds, assists. They got all kind of other funky stuff. Very cool. 
FanDuel even lets you combine your bet, bets for a chance at a bigger payout with same-game parlay. So don't miss the action to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA's. Um, so, yeah, uh, scrimmage-wise, I'll talk about – uh, Auburn's here for a second. I got to watch some of it, not all of it. It was as milk toast as humanly possible. I'm not faulting Auburn about that. I'm, I mean, it would. I wish that I could like set make fun. Look how boring their offense was. First of all, it's a spring game. Secondly, Hugh Freeze has said, and I think this is totally legit. They barely have enough to scrimmage. There were some dudes that made plays, and I keep up with Auburn a pretty good bit. I'd never heard of them. And I'm um, not saying I'm the, the most diehard of Auburn fans, obviously, but I do keep up with the Auburn program because you got to know your enemy. And I had never heard of some of these dudes. <clears throat> so I'm thinking they really were struggling for bodies. Um, and it was a monsoon. It was just an absolute monsoon. Um, it was just not a great uh, environment for a spring game. And, I mean, sometimes that's just the way it is. If you remember – I think it was Mike Price's only game at Alabama when we had a spring game. And I think whichever team, the Crimson team won 47 nothing, or the white team team won 47 to nothing, whatever it was. And it was raining like heck that day too. And turns out we wish that spring game had never happened. He did spring totally different than Saban. He had the first team play the backups. Yeah. It was the first team offense against total backup defense. Not even twos, I don't think. I mean, it was just the backups – and then same on defense. First team defense played all the backups. And and in in, in in retrospect, it's like, well, maybe you can stay healthier that way. I'm not sure you can learn much, you know, about your team. No, but I, and I, and again, in fairness to Mike Price, I think that's how I would have done it too to generate some kind of excitement. Because now, when I th- you know how something gets stuck in your head, and that's the only way you can remember something. Like for most of y'all, it'll be calling. Parmesan cheese, Parmesan from here on out. When I think Mike Price, I don't think it's rolling, baby. I don't think about a guy using a, a university credit card to at a strip club. I think of when he got off the plane and went into his office for the first time and he was wearing that members-only jacket. Now, it might not have been a members-only jacket. Whatever it was, it looked like a members-only jacket and it looked like it was a schmedium and it needed to be a 3X. That's what it looked like. And I can't get that visual out of my head. And I don't want anybody to correct me. That's how I want to remember him as a human being. That's how I want to remember him. Um, Boy, what a recruiting disaster that would have been. I think it would have been, in retrospect, now that we know what we know under Nick Saban, I think a Mike Price tenure that lasted four or five years would have been an absolute recruiting mess. And that's so funny because – you know, we give Mal Moore all this love for Nick Saban. And, you know, necessity is the mother of invention, right? And right. I think it was necessary for Mal Moore to get that hire right or he was going to be fired from his, you know, the most beloved institution in his heart right next to the church was mm-hmm. the University of Alabama. So Mal Moore was like, okay, I got to come up with something. And he basically flew the plane down to Miami and said, I'm not leaving unless you're coming with me. And – um because the the Mike Price thing was such a disaster, the the Franchoni thing was pretty much a disaster. The the it ended. he didn't did he do Franchoni? I'm I'm forgetting. Or pretty sure, that, pretty sure that's right. I, I, that, I, I think so. I, I, 
thankfully I've buried so much of the pre-saving memories that, that, that we used to be able just to spout out. And now we've sort of buried it all to, to save our own yeah. sanity. But yeah, I believe that was a, uh, and, and you know, the Franchoni hire was fine. I think the Franchoni, it was just really botched. I think at the end in, in terms of like, how could we not get him to stay and be, now that he left, it was, you know, hey, all that stuff that happened, it begat Nick Saban. That's so true. Like, like you were pointing out, if it hadn't been as bad as it was, maybe there's not Mal going, hey, we need a grand slam home run here, or or this just ain't work. I need a grand slam home run. I don't just need to 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 to, to make a golf clap polite hire. I need a grand slam. And that might not have happened without the way Fran left and the hiring uh, of Mike Price and what a fiasco that was and, and Shula didn't work out. And now it's, we need a home run. And Mao was like, he delivered, he delivered the home run. I'm glad for him that that's the legacy because honestly, there were hires that did not work out to say the least. And you know, this, this brings up an interesting point, boy, this segment is taking on a life. I didn't think yeah. it would. This was not on the script. This wasn't on a script, which by the way, there's never a script. So it all works out. <laughs> first of was, all, that was funny. Joe. You know, first of all, uh, to make a good cheese, you got to break a few Parmesans. We all know that old saying, uh, secondly, you know, this with I had the thought about this. Everybody knows I'm I'm an old school Simpsons fan. I hadn't watched The Simpsons in a long time. I want them to keep going because I love The Simpsons, but I don't watch it anymore because the old ones were so good. And I remember when um, Homer Simpson was put in charge by his long lost brother to design a car for the for the average American, right? Homer. And he said, you know, you know how some cars in parking lots people don't remember cars having antennas because now they got, but back then they had antennas. He said, you know how some of those cars have tennis balls on their antennas so they can find them in the parking lot. Every car should have those. And the, the, what I mean by this is, you know, next time we lose a game to Tennessee or whatever, see, I'm, we need to be thankful that we lost to Tennessee this year. Be thank We're blessed because now we hate Tennessee. We've forgotten why we hated Tennessee. This, <laughs> this year makes us remember that. We we need to be thankful for Mike Price and Mike Shula and Mike Dubose and, and whoever else you want to throw in that, that pile, Franchoni. Because without them, we don't savor Saban as much. I mean, we, you need the downs to make the ups even better. The, it's not an up if you're always up and, and that's, you know, that that's life and that's being in sports. Now, look, we don't need to go rock bottom again. Like we did with that whole era. We don't have to do that again. We've done it once. My generation did it. We don't need to do it again. My dad, his generation had ears Whitworth and he was like, I don't want to do that again. And we didn't for a long time. Even when Ray Perkins wasn't great, he still produced Cornelius Bennett and, and uh, Derek Thomas, I mean, he put out some dudes. And we played we played a schedule one time. They had Notre Dame and Penn State and Ohio State in the same year. <laughs> in the same year. Along was still playing in the SEC. And along with the SEC. It's crazy. So, I mean, our downs used to be a, just a little less down. Now we can say we all look at last year as a down year. And I get it. And I'm not making excuses. 
Some people, you won't believe this, Jimmy, and God bless them for responding to our podcast. We appreciate every one of y'all. Um, and don't care that you, if you have negative thoughts sometimes, because we are wrong a lot. I didn't know TAMP was a word. I'm sorry. But let me tell you, some people were like, one guy actually talked about you. He was like, Jimmy, you have really used a lot of words to make excuses for the defense. And I was thinking, you know, that's part of the problem is I think Jimmy's just trying to explain the situation. I know Jimmy pretty well. Yes, I have accused you. People don't know. When I when you and I first became friends, was mm-hmm. sort of right in the middle of the Mike Shula stuff. And, yeah, man, you and I got on internet battles daily. I was like, I can't believe you don't want to fire this person into the sun. I can't believe – you were like, I just, I'm, I'm going to cheer for my coach till he's not my coach anymore. I was like, quit talking to me. That I don't even understand what you're saying. Those words don't make sense. And um, so I know when you're pumping sunshine. You weren't pumping sunshine. I think what you're just really saying is, hey, yeah, the defense didn't look great yesterday. But it's very fair to say that we didn't have Dallas Turner and um, Chris Braswell and Kool-Aid McKinstry. I mean, that's and, – and two other – by the way, two guys who hadn't started all spring. Deontay Lawson and who who else am I missing? Tell me. Tell me. Uh, a Boydby hadn't really played much. A Boydby only played on third downs. He only there's played there's on one other down. linebacker that's out for um, the spring and whose names escapes me right now. Uh, Dallas, Deontay Law, Dallas Turner and Deontay Lawson are out for the spring. Kool-Aid was just out for one day. Braswell's been out for a few days, by the way. Okay. Maybe I'm maybe – I'm, Yeah. It's anyway. like the five best defensive play. It's not yeah. literally the five best, but it's certainly five of the best. For anyone to think that the defense will play the same without five starters who happen to be your best players. I mean, God, the Chiefs wouldn't have won the Super Bowl. They lost their five best defenders. I mean, yeah. that, that's just football. Whew, that felt good to get out, even though I don't even know what I – it was in there. I didn't know it was in there. So, all right, let's take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk some basketball stuff because there's a lot of it. And we're back. Uh, basketball stuff. First of all, Alabama was involved with Denver Jones, the transfer from Florida International from New Market, Alabama. Um, he has committed to Auburn. We all saw this coming. Um, soon as he went into the portal, rumors start. I mean, I was like, hey, this sounds like a guy Alabama should be interested in. And I was told very quickly, look, Auburn basically got him in the portal He's right. going to Auburn. And again, I'm not accusing Auburn of anything. I just that's how it works. Just works now. So that's just how, that's just how it works. Yeah, and we got Jaquan We probably got Jaquan Juan Jaquan Walton similarly. And exactly. I'm not saying I'm not saying we contacted him before he got in the portal. I'm just saying that it seemed like Denver had a predetermined destination. I, I'd probably say something similar for Walton. Exactly. And don't Again, I'm not saying anything bad. I think it's a good pickup for Auburn. I would have definitely wanted him. Yes. Uh, Khalil Ware uh, was, looked like he was going to take a visit to Alabama. He, the five-star who was number seven playing at the country last year at Oregon, he's transferring. It looks like he's going to be headed to Indiana. He's canceled his Alabama visit. I mean, look, as you pointed out, he only averaged like six points and four rebounds last year, so he's like the ninth leading scorer for Oregon. But I would have loved to have had him. We're not going to get him. Mark Sears – has entered into the transfer portal, uh, oh, excuse me, into the NBA draft, but uh, he is going to keep his eligibility options open. Mm-hmm. I think that is – I totally get it, totally fine. You know, go go see what you uh, draw on the open market. I think that's cool. By the way, Oscar Shibway, who I didn't know had any more college eligibility, is in the NFL – I mean, in the NBA draft. He's in the NFL draft. That would be a thing. In the NBA draft – and 
he's going to keep his eligibility. He can come back again. That's bananas. I didn't know he had that much eligibility. Um, yeah. Now, I'm going to let you talk about the assistant thing because Antoine Petway, as everybody knows by now, is taking the Kennesaw State job. By the way, kudos to Antoine Petway. Yep. Super thrilled for you. Um, hope eventually, if Nate Oates ever retires, I hope that Antoine Petway is good enough to be Alabama's head coach. I really believe that. I love that guy. Now, um, Alabama has apparently gotten one assistant, and they're looking at some others. Tell us about it. Yeah, Austin Clutch, I think is how you say it. He, he appears to be somebody that Alabama has uh, uh, is close to hiring. I don't think it's official by any means, but uh, sources in, indicate that uh, that that's something that that's that's likely to happen. He's the head basketball coach at Nickel State, where he was actually doing really well, and it almost makes no sense. You're like, wait a minute, you got Antoine Petway leaving as a highly paid assistant to go be a pretty low paid head coach. And, and we want to make sense of that. But at the same token, here comes a head coach, a lowly paid head coach who's leaving to make more money as an assistant at Alabama. And that's okay because these guys, they all have different paths. They all have different ideas of how to get to where they want to be. And, and Austin Clanches. Uh, he can get to where he wants to be better by being uh, a top assistant at a, at a big, powerful program. Uh, Petway and sort of a been there, done that. He's been doing it for years. It finally parlayed its, it, it, into a head coaching opportunity. But Clanch, uh, very young, 33, was the second youngest Division One coach in the country. He had won at Nickel State. He was going well. There. He was not about to get fired. But I did read that he was making less than $200,000 a year as the head coach at, at nickel state and is going to double or even triple that at Alabama. So there's, you know, one extremely good reason uh, for leaving. Uh, so if clutch is your top assistant, seems to me, he's going to be your X's and O's guy. Seems to me, I don't know this for sure, but it seems like from reading his bio, he's really an X's and O's guy kind of replacing. Now who's going to replace Brian Hodgson as the top recruiter, there's rumors that it's going to be a former assistant at Creighton, a guy named Murphy, um, Patrick Murphy, I think his name is, Preston Murphy. I'm sorry, Preston Murphy. He uh, was a former assistant at Creighton. It was really interesting. I think Luke and I are going to end up spending a couple shows on this. If we end up making the hire, it's just interesting in the sense he's coming off an NCAA show cause. Uh, you know, what we've talked about a lot with the potential Jeremy Pruitt hire in football sort of happening in basketball, but one thing about Preston Murphy's show cause, it's ending. It ends, I think, June 1st. So for two years, he's been sort of banned from college basketball. He was part of the Christian Dawkins uh, bribery thing, the FBI trial. And the NCAA found that he took some money to steer players to Christian Dawkins' firm, uh, something that Preston uh, Murphy denies uh, ever happened uh, or denies that uh, he, he thinks the NCAA was just wrong in how they interpreted all, all that happened uh, in his case. But regardless, he was given a two-year show cause. It expires June 1st. There's rumors. And again, I'm stressing these are rumors that Nate Oates is interested in hiring him. We'll see if that happens. He's known as, a, as, a, as, as one of the best recruiters in the country. His connection to Preston is through Danny Hurley, who, uh, who Nate has worked for in the past. And uh, Preston Murphy's close to the Hurleys. Uh, and, and that, that's how that, that sort of happened, or at least, you know, Nate worked for Bobby and Bobby and Danny Hurley are almost the same person. 
thirdly, here, here's a fun rumor for Alabama fans that are like, have no idea who Preston Murphy and Austin Clanch were before today. Here's a name that y'all might remember, Roy Rogers, former Alabama star, great player in his senior year, first-round draft pick when he left uh, Alabama, has spent many, many, many years now as an NBA assistant coach. Uh, he might be coming in to fill the Petway role, I would call it. The Hey, I'm partly a recruiter, and I'm, I'm partly an X's and O's guy. Um, obviously, he would come. Uh, but that, that's a rumor There's, uh, that that Nate has met with Roy and that this could happen. And it's really interesting. I think Roy is with the Portland Trailblazers right now. Yes. I believe so. So uh, that would be fun for us Alabama fans who have been Alabama fans throughout the WIMP and the David Hobbs era. And we all have fond memories of Roy. Uh, I think that would be a fun hire. But Nate's got to do what's best for the basketball program. So we'll see. Clunch is the only one that looks imminent. The other two, again, I stress, are just rumors. Uh, I have a trivia question for you. Roy Rogers. First of all, Roy Rogers, Rogers. he had several triple-doubles. I don't know how many. That would be another great trivia question. I don't even know why I brought it up. Um, But do you remember who he was drafted by? Yeah. You can't say yeah and then not say the answer. I I saw it not too long. Is it Vancouver? Vancouver Grizzlies, yeah. All right. I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd read it. I'd read it. when I heard. I guess it was yesterday. Uh, somebody told me that, that that might be happening, and I pulled. I'm like, God, where is where? So I looked at it yesterday, and I'm like, I wouldn't have had I not looked at it yesterday. I would have guessed Houston or something had been wrong. And I do love the fact that this guy from Linden, Alabama, which is, I mean, I, I'm going to click on the population of Linden. I mean, it, it, it's it can't be eleven. Um, they're, they're about 11. It's actually less than – it's less than 2,000 people. So, um, Roy Rogers from, from this – let's check this out. This is what doing professional sports can do for you. He played, for, he played in Vancouver for Boston, the Toronto Raptors, the Denver Nuggets. Then the Memphis Hound Dogs, and they spell Hound Dogs H-O-U-N apostrophe – D-A-W-G-S. Then he played for C-S-K-A Moscow. Then he played for Aurora Basket Jesse. And then wow. he played for No Tech Innerwater Claw. Now, <laughs> as a coach, he's been with the Huntsville Flight. None of those are words. Yeah, <laughs> no. The, the Huntsville Flight, the Tulsa 66ers, they're only 10 away from the Philadelphia 76ers. <laughs> <laughs> the Austin Toros, now, then he gets into the NBA and he's with New Jersey, Brooklyn Nets, Boston Celtics, Detroit, Brooklyn, Washington, Houston, Chicago, Clippers. Did the Bad News Bears play the Austin Toros and Bad News Bears go to Houston? <laughs> it sounds they like they should have. They it might sounds have. like they should have. Um, so, anyway, I just like guys, I mean, just I gotta, all. I got to find it a funny Roy Rogers story that maybe the listeners can correct me and uh, put in the comments, but Lyndon is between uh, Mobile and Tuscaloosa on Highway 43, and there's several ways to get to Mobile from Tuscaloosa, but that was a way that I used to go a lot and and drive through Lyndon on, on the way to Mobile from, from Tuscaloosa or vice versa. And on 40, right about the time Roy Rogers left Alabama, they built a big house right on 43. I mean, it's right on the highway. It built, and it would have been right about the time Roy left Alabama and was drafted. 
So this was before the internet. I mean, so I didn't know nothing, but I, I told my wife one time, I'm like, not making up. I was making a joke. I'm like, uh, Hey, that, that must be the house that uh, Roy Rogers uh, built for his parents. I mean, who else in Linden could build that house? It's yeah. not massive multi-million dollars, but I mean, it, it was clearly the nicest structure. <laughs> Once you enter Linden and before you leave Linden, there's one very nice house. So I, we call every time we'd pass it, we'd say, hey, Miss Wave. And, and you know, when we drove past it, and I have no idea to this day whether that's true or not, but but we 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 called that Roy Rogers house for a long time. I'm sure some strange you know cattle farmer lives there that has nothing to do with the Rogers family. But but yeah, that's our that's our Linden story. Uh, and so that gripping that is that is very good. Uh, <laughs> completely, it completely tamped me. Um, so um, th- today I've, I've played basketball the last two days over at the Lifetime trying to get unfat i'm not even trying to get skinny i just want to get unfat and um yesterday i had to guard josh williford do you remember him he he, he uh played at uh, lsu he like you know he, he graduated and he played at dothan he's a football player offensive lineman and he's a huge dude I, he's from dothan um and i remember his being recruited and he's so big and like i had to guard him because i mean i was the next biggest dude on the court and i mean it was just like what do I do? I mean, I, I like, I, there's nothing I can hide behind it. I mean, this is, there's How nothing. Old is this? How old is this, this dude? Well, he graduated LSU in like, or graduated high school, maybe in 13, I think. Oh, wow. So he's not only massive. <laughs> he's a lot younger than me. He's, he's a teenager. Compared and then to, compared today, to us. today on my team was Al Dillard who a lot of people remember played at Arkansas. Could you pull it up from the hog's nose? I played with him a lot in Birmingham. He's a super dude. But um, I didn't know this. I don't know why this got lost. He's four, He's 54. He's four years older than me. And he was on our team, and the guy can still stroke it. I mean, if he's open from three, and I mean by open, like if you aren't literally in his grill, and sometimes even if you are in his grill, he's going to bury it. And um, so it was just funny thinking about Roy Rogers and – and guys like Al Dillard and whatever. I mean, boy, you know, the SEC is still fun, but back in the day, the SEC was a lot of fun, man. Blast from the past. Yep, blast from the past. So, anywho, and by the way, I was yes the worst one on the court. It's not this. This is undebatable. And um, but I enjoy just going there and trying to defatify. So. Uh, <laughs> tamp down these fat cells. Um, anywho, that's going to do it for today's podcast. Happy Easter, everybody, and uh, we'll be back. Either probably Monday. We'll probably be back Monday. We we got to Easter it up. Happy Easter. I'll be Eastering myself tomorrow. Happy Easter. All right, buddy. Roll tide. Roll tide.